guys and welcome to the fifth episode i believe of ride of your life and we are here with the amazing charisma you won't believe it but we've actually been chatting for about 15 minutes and realized we weren't recording so we're gonna go at this again and um i'm gonna head you over to charisma now to kind of explain why i've got you on here a little bit about yourself and your journey because charisma's in business and biking and i thought it'd be an amazing opportunity to bring someone on here that you know can speak about how to marry your passions and your businesses together to create new opportunities i guess yeah i mean i'm here i think because it was lily that bigged me up or something she said (laughs) she was like when i had her on she was like you need to have charisma on here she's amazing she's business she's she's amazing person i was like okay i'm gonna gonna scope out this charisma I'm like because I also put it up I was like who do you want to see on he's just like charisma I was like okay I'm I'm doing it I'll get you on I'll I'll chuck you that tenor later Lily no I'm grateful Uh, you've come (laughs) on I'm really grateful um yeah so to answer your question I'm here because it's a great idea isn't it if females in the bike world relatively new still relatively small um yeah so just to support that really what is it that you do in so your background, your how you've married the two together? It's, it's funny because we're reenacting it. Isn't it? <laughs> no, so t- tell me I've as if you, you haven't told me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So what is it I do? So I own a, a electronic cigarette shop, a vape shop, um, a high street shop, and an online business. Same electronic cigarettes, um, and just recently, two and a half months ago, I released my own brand of e-liquid called full throttle e-liquid full throttle premium e-liquid um yeah which is nine flavors top top e-liquid that yeah so i've just how have you how have you managed to so i know you you're biking and you've got the business so what was it in that encouraged you to go into business and how did you think well, how long's the business been running? And got yeah, okay, yeah. It's funny. I'm trying to remember what I've said and what I haven't said. And I thought, well, just they don't start know. all over again. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, so I was a journalist for nine years in magazine journalism. Um, did really well for my age, my gender, all the rest of it. Uh, but woke up in and what realized, kind of journalism was it? So magazine journalism. The last title I was the editor of is called World of Animals, um, which was international, did really well. We beat BBC Wildlife wow. in, not in the UK, because we could never beat them in the UK, um, <laughs> but overseas, in overseas ones, we did that, um, which is the highlight of my career. Um, I won Editor of the Year for that um, and saved a lot of rhinos and all the rest of it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Did you ever go out there and like experience? They invited me to Kenya. So we... Wow. A big campaign we had was to donate 10% of the magazine's profits to Old Pejita, which is a vinyl conservancy in Kenya, um, which was amazing. And I remember when Ricky Gervais tweeted about it, and I was like, oh, I'm famous. Um, (laughs) But yeah, that was a big deal. That was a big deal for me. They invited me out there, but that is organised crime now over there. Um, Rhino horns, um, elephant tusks, all the rest of it. It's, um, It's a big bad business and uh, it's very dangerous as well so I didn't go um maybe that was always been a dream of mine actually because really? um, growing up all I kept saying to my mum was I wanted to be a traveling vet oh wow and I adore animals to a fault yeah. um but I you know f- what got you into journalism with animals was it like a <laughs> lot, was it just something it, yeah. just happened or um I've always said with journalism, the subject matter is secondary. So I studied journalism. I became a journalist, newspapers, radio, and then magazines. That It was digital creative titles, photography titles, and slowly worked up. Um, and the publishing company basically has a multitude of titles and they were looking for an okay. editor. Um, and they needed a feisty one, I think. And I've always been different. Yeah. I always felt I've had a point to prove, you know. Then what made you? Because that sounds like a like career. You've got it. You've got it made. Yeah. You've got, and a lot of people yeah. don't even find that for until like much later in their lives. So what made you decide to go from that to pack it all in <laughs> and decide right? I'm going to set up my own business. Um, I'd love to know your journey to setting up your own business because you said you like previously you said you packed it all in. I think. Yeah. Well, I was working. I, I woke up one day. Um, and realised, hold on, I'm working 14 to 16 hour days, six days a week on a capped salary. Loved it. Uh, could I get any higher? If I could get any higher, would it benefit me much more physically? I had a bit of a dodgy ticker. Um, and I remember having a conversation with my dad and he was like, right, 
pack it in. You've proved your point. What are we going to do, you know? Um, and vaping wasn't really a thing then. This was like eight years, seven, eight years ago. My brother had opened his own vape shop. Um, so I have to completely pay kudos to him because he's he had the idea to start with 100%. Um, and I thought, well, if he can do it, I'll give it a shot. Uh, I worked really hard for a year or so and saved as a journalist and saved extra, saved extra, saved extra. And I sold my car, sold everything I had and stuck a mattress on the floor of the stock room of this shop. That That's bought, commitment yeah. though, isn't it? <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. I don't, nuts. I don't think you can, I like when you look back at some of your journey, sometimes it's really hard to correlate how you actually managed to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with what's because I if I looked at like selling all my possessions and doing that it stresses me out. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> is it worth it? Is is it better to be safe? But what made you completely decide to stretch that? You said you you had a, a dodgy ticker. Yeah. As, you, as yeah. you put it. What what is the situation with that? Just hurts a bit sometimes. Okay. So really. Was that was that a big motivator to why you? It was the final straw. I think okay. I, I was what twenty eight. I'm 35 now, so I was 28, 29, um, or less. But I shouldn't be working that hard, having a pain in my heart. Mm. Went to hospital, dealt with it um, for someone else. As much yeah. as I love that, and if he's watching, I really lo- thank you, thank you. Yeah, the people that are just <laughs> they help your journey. Um, it does take a lot to decide that. Like, like my mum always tells me, like. Oh, you know, you've never been someone that's been good in a job. Oh. I hated her for that. Cheers, mum. Because I, um, I'd always feel like I wanted to do things a different way. And I struggled to do things in the way that everyone else was explaining to me to do them. Okay. I think I do that in life as well. Yeah. So when I set up my own uh, business, which is all the stuff I've been doing, we did it in COVID as well. It just was mind boggling and exhausting for and we had each other did you like do this on your own or how 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 does that journey look because there's a lot of people now especially in in uncertain times that yeah. are looking at life and thinking do I have the guts to go and or the ability to go and yeah. start my own business um I'm passionate about biking I might be passionate about skating I might be passionate about this that, and the other niche markets yeah. what would you do to say you know this was my journey you don't need all the tools because you yeah. sleeping on a, on a yeah. mattress in a in a yeah. shop is saying look I'm committed yeah what made that work what would you say to inspire people to make that work it sounds cliche as hell but you've literally got one life and crack so on YOLO Lush. is that what I'm gonna plaster everywhere I, <laughs> said that. I would never say that <laughs> but yeah 100% <laughs> like what and people when you when you discuss then um you like to do things differently so you don't like to conform right that is me to a T. I I don't even think it's not even liking to. I just sometimes don't understand. Yep. So people explain something one way and I just oh just don't get it. Oh. And I feel bad. That's different then. Yeah, That's a different That's problem. A different problem. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad because I'm thinking, well, why wouldn't we just do it this way? And it was the same when like a lot of my friends, they've, they've got married, they've um, got kids, they've got houses and I'm there like with my bike and my cats and I'm like, <laughs> just found a guy like, okay, I, I'm doing it all backwards. I mean, I did it that way for a little while. I decided, I didn't decide, it just wasn't f- fulfilling me. I realized I wasn't happy. I, ha- I suffered with weight issues. Um, I was anorexic for a while, then I put on loads Jeez. of weight and then, so I, I, I didn't a- acknowledge that that was the problem. I just wasn't happy. Yeah. And sometimes even going through the stresses of setting up a business, yeah, I'm more fulfilled. Hundred percent. There you go. This, that's what. I, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, trying to control my Yorkshire no, accent. No, it came out. It came out. We need to put a shot of vodka in that coffee. Then you go full <laughs> on Yorkshire. Um, but that's it. Fulfillment. I think that's the key word. Fulfillment. So I, I, I don't know if this is on actual camera or this is before we were recording. <laughs> um, but I don't work for money i work for fulfillment yeah genuinely that sounds so cliche and bollocks but it's so true if if you work for for, for fulfillment um (laughs) you make yourself happy the money will come or whatever you want will come so i see it every every day in the shop i shouldn't say this in case customers are watching but i do see it every time in the shop you see maybe a chap that's done the right thing he's got 2.4 kids and he's done what he's supposed to do but they're not they're not happy. I'm not saying that people who are married and people who have kids aren't happy, 
if that's not for you, don't fucking yeah. do it. Don't do it. Don't tick it off because it's a box to tick yeah. off. I yeah. think that's a. Uh, do you like? What's your background like? Because I know that you said that you're Chinese, um, British. Yeah. You're yeah. Chinese British. Do you have um, a lot of cultural influence or? Yeah. yeah. Is it? I'd I'd love to know because I know that I have it in my background. Yeah. I don't know what it's like in your background. It's a well work ethic. Like yeah. Okay. My mum, my mum's from Hong Kong, and if I whinged about anything, she'd be like, "You don't know what real struggle is." Like fair <laughs> yeah. play, and it's yeah. she's right, and it. I've seen where she's from. I've seen where my dad's from. And how lucky and how well I've had my life because of them. Like I owe it to them to be the best I can be, to be mm-hmm. the happiest I can be. Yeah, I mean, I didn't have a bad upbringing, but we didn't have a lot of money. But they worked their nuts off, and that's what. I, that's so what when I'm you packed to do. it all in, was that did that affect them in any way, or what was their opinion? Yeah, of it? they were like, "Go for it, love." Yeah, that's different. Yeah. See, really? Yeah, because um, in my background. I did the whole find a guy, settle down. Right. I did that whole yeah. spiel at the beginning. Uh, I'd done it all by 20. Yeah. And <gasps> yeah, and then I was like, now what? Like, wait, where's the next step? And it wasn't written like that was it. That was my title. She's she's fine. She's taken. She's all this, that and the other. Oh, yeah. And I then pursued business because it was the only other acceptable industry because I liked creative arts and that oh wasn't God. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no 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 we'll be doing so that. we pursue business because it's kind of a thing to be proud of yeah and yeah. then the creative arts is just like the the substance underneath yeah um because there's a lot of creativity in business and yeah. it's a chance to say well i'm the boss of my business you can't tell me what to do yeah uh but i i've never i don't think i've ever actually talked to anybody about um from a chinese background with that what that looks like so i know the work ethic's incredibly strong yeah. Yeah. um ours because i'm muslim and indian it mixed together right. it's more of a when are you married yeah <laughs> oh i see but um <laughs> i know that work ethic because th- it's a completely different mentality as well because i only ever think of british mentality compared to asian mentality but i don't ever think of the the other the other asian yeah yeah just graft just work yeah. that's all if you're not going to become a doctor a lawyer yeah. or a banker <laughs> you own your own business it's probably going to be a restaurant yeah. <laughs> or you're going to gamble it all away um i can say that because i'm half chinese um <laughs> but yeah 100% i mean i don't know many chinese people that don't own their own businesses i suppose but i was quite surprised that considering you were so high flying in journalism yeah. that <laughs> they were like yeah go for it go do your it's cool isn't it because yeah. your dad said to you you know you know you proved your point pack it and do what yeah. you need to do yeah i think the mentality that i've been brought up with was like no you die in a successful oh, business gosh. you die in successful <laughs> business I think I got I got quite lucky with my mum because my mum is I mean my mum deviated from the norm. She married an Englishman, for yeah. example. Like, of course, you're, you're yeah. Yeah, um, that's big. That was big, um, and that's probably been quite difficult for her. But she grafted and worked so hard herself. Um, and, and my dad's like, my biggest inspiration is my dad. Uh, he he would only ever want me to do something I'm happy to do. Um, I'm quite lucky with them too. I really adore them both they've always backed whatever i want to do so what then so bringing this full circle with how did your business influence your bike life so what got you into biking how did that all start because you've got a really bright pink bike yeah. out there <laughs> yeah. um how did that all start for because also that's another i i don't think about it but it's a another faux pas in a lot of cultures yeah, yeah especially right. female to be on a bike yeah. so it's my dad's fault really uh 100 <laughs> yeah well he used to bike my uncle bikes my granddad used to bike so it's completely his fault um tattoos all of it's his fault blame him yeah um just the thrill of it i think i've always wanted a bike when i was a kid and i always wanted a ninja because that's the only one i've heard of okay you know when you're a kid it's like oh ninja don't know what it is it's got two wheels um but that's why i've probably ended up with one um and i was actually as a journalist there was a designer working on one of the titles and he came in on a blade and i was like take me out in the back of that please <laughs> and he did and it's his fault i got a super bike i got a sports bike yeah okay because it's how long have you been riding now Four and a bit years, so not long. Okay. Yeah. I always f- feel like, oh, there's hope for me then, because I'm, I'm pretty new. Yeah. But I also feel like sometimes I'm late to the party. <laughs> and, uh, and, yeah, 30. you just feel like, oh, 
what the hell's going on? But so I don't think it's about uh, length of time. I think it's about miles. So oh, okay. whereas it's been four and a bit years, but this bike I've only had for one and a half years, and I've done nineteen thousand miles on it. Mm. Um, which I'm sure other people have done a lot more, but for a sports bike, it's a bit weird to have that many miles in it. You know, I've ridden to Paris, to France, to Wales, to, you know, I'll nip out to Wales. This is why you connect with Lily. Lily's been everywhere, hasn't yeah, she? she has. <laughs> she has. She's, she's a globe trotter on a bike. Yeah, same, same, yeah. So I don't think it's time mm-hmm. because I think in terms of mileage, I've probably done like eight, eight or nine years. I, I don't know, maybe not, but um, I think it's miles, decent miles as well, not just like round the block. Yeah, because that, that's the thing I'm trying to get my miles in now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I'm still a bit... Well, I came off my bike, so obviously I'm a bit jittery about yeah. it. But um, no, that that for me, when you see a woman that's from a cultured background, she's got her own business and she's um, and she's a rider, you're just like, huh, what happened? Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> How are you here? Strange, <laughs> yeah. But you're bringing them weird women together, like because do you know what I mean? You're bringing I needed those the together. inspiration though, because for me, I was like, wait, I can't be the only one here that just feels completely lost and ah. just like, what the hell is going on? So I thought, okay, if there was something like this for a, a younger version of me, or an older version of me, or just a version of me somewhere that just wants guidance or something to listen oh, to when yeah. they're feeling down and out, then this was what it was. But then also finding ways to expand myself because even hearing that you've got a business how you've married the two together because it's, it's called full throttle isn't it yep. so what made you link the two together so over lockdown a very difficult time for all independent businesses very difficult for me um basically i used my own personal instagram to promote the business and i didn't want to do that at first because i didn't want to put half of my followers off because they follow me for bike content not vape content um but I feel like those bikers saw me go through hell and saw me come out the end of it I mean the building was set on fire for god's sake what do you mean oh it was an arson attack and it (gasps) came like within two meters of thousands of lithium batteries and that was the day after we were allowed to reopen the first lockdown so if that's all like seven eight months ago how did that affect the business um not financially, not much, but emotionally. Yeah, the, the strain of it. Yeah, I'll just give up, yeah. uh, almost. Um, but to go back to the biker thing, I put all this on Instagram. Uh, people followed me, people supported me. The support I've had from bikers. I mean, one guy, I don't even know, never even met. He voice noted me saying, I'm just selling my bike. I've got seven grand if you need it. Oh, wow. That was enough to restore my faith in humanity and crack on and because of those bikers they started ordering from from my website they started supporting me my business not just my personal profile so I figured look biking's big vaping's big big parts of me let's put them together release your own brand of e-liquid called full throttle premium e-liquid um and I just I don't know not give something back but it just seems like there's an opportunity there yeah, I think it's a way to to marry the community together. When they bond over stories and ironically, I feel the more open you are, even though people say you should keep things hidden about yourself, I do a- agree with that to a degree. Yeah. But I felt like the more I shared about myself, the more I found people I could relate to yeah. and the people that gravitated towards me and said, "You know what? I've been through that. You know what? I've experienced That's cool. that." And this it feels like now there's not a lot of security in jobs, in work, in anything yeah but even like tomorrow you don't know what's going to happen with work business anything and the people in the network that you build are the people that carry you they're the blueprint that designs where you go next yeah because i've hit rock bottom so many times with business i was was in tears the other day with my mum saying this is the fourth time i've started from the from scratch and i'm not gonna let it go because i can be i've changed a lot as a person i don't even recognize sometimes who i used to be what from starting your own business yeah that's cool um i because i i used to literally let everything slide someone would be like um i'd have ordered a coffee and they'd have brought me a milkshake and i'd just gone with it but now i'm just like no excuse me (laughs) excuse me i asked so many questions when i would never have asked before and this is like two three years ago right and it was just making the decision where because i remember in i remember there was a point for me after my my relationship broke up um it's about four years ago i went through a lot of health and confusion uh, with myself and I thought okay the best thing I can do is read a book if I read one page a day that's progress yeah okay if I get up 
one every day that's progress then I adopted a cat great and then I was just like okay let's little bits of progress and it kind of resonated with the story that you said you just had your mattress and you just got up and you made it happen yeah and there wasn't a plan b no don't ever have a plan b I think that's scary for a lot of people to hear though but I also feel like when you have the plan b you're kind of like okay I'm gonna fall back on that That, that's my fallback um and I suppose it's to inspire people through this on where to go next. So if you could give anyone some advice on starting their own business, what would it be? Start yesterday. <laughs> what? Do you know what I mean? The, the, in, the introvert in me is like, oh no, I've missed my opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I'm too old. <laughs> well, for example, I, I read something. I can't remember exactly what the, the maths and I should be good at maths. Um, but if you wake up two hours early every day, earlier than normal people every day and go to sleep two hours later every day yeah because you were up really late last night i was thinking yeah. she's traveling down yeah and she's up at half yeah. past midnight it's complete like fear of missing out but also wasting like i'll sleep when i'm dead you know it's wasting time um and covid's covid's kicked my butt with that i've, I've i'm even more get up and go now i'm now launching another business um and what's it, are we allowed to know nope. what the other business is nope Okay, you no. have to follow your socials then to keep <laughs> yeah. an eye on you. Yes, please, yeah. Um, yeah, so, and if you wake up, if you basically work a couple of hours extra every day, you've it ends up, you've got a month ahead of your competition already. Because if you stop, there are millions of people just waiting to jump into where you are, especially in this industry now. So I would have thought in in Instagram and social media and all the rest of it, which I'm quite new to, um, there are freaking millions of people that want to do what you want to do. So if you don't give it everything you've got and some, some other, I was going to say, I was going to say the C word then, some <laughs> other person. See you next Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> but they're going to do it, aren't they? And they, they don't have the, they won't have the excuses. There is a saying um, that really bugged me when I was younger, which was for every idea you have, six other people have just got the same idea. Yeah, right. And that's so stressful because you're like, oh God, we've got to move, like, yeah, you know, I've got to act upon it. And that for me has been, it's a driving factor because also the other one was that graveyard one, which is overused now, where it's like, um, go to a graveyard and realize how many, how many ideas and dreams have died or something equivalent to that. And it's quite morbid. It is, isn't it? It (laughs) is. But then you also think, okay, if I don't act on it, I'm going to end up here anyway. So why not just keep going? Because I, I did at one point in my life feel very, um, very low. Um, and I I did lose a friend to suicide. So I, I even if sometimes those thoughts entered me, I did think if I just play this through, however, like throw all the toys out, let's do, do it however, like stop caring about the structure. Let's just go for it. Yeah, That's where the most magic has happened, has been where, I've literally been like, okay, I'm just going to go for it. I'm just going to... And that's worked? Yeah. It's not It's not even that it worked. It's I surrendered to the situation. I just said, okay, this is the situation as it is. I'm going to do what I want to do. I've, yeah. in my head, lost everything. Yeah. So there's nothing to lose. Let's just go for it. That's That sounds good to me. And it doesn't sound like surrendering. It sounds like accepting, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. That's maybe a better way to put it because it, it was... Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Just teaching you here, coaching. I'll take my uh, monthly fee after. Because <laughs> yeah. um, that's what I've get, gained from a lot of... Um, a lot of the women I've spoken to in riding, they've gone through something which has been a turning point in life, whether it's a really big high or a low. There's some, something that's inspired them into riding. And they've... Oh, right. They've kind of flourished in different areas. A lot of them are entrepreneurial. A lot of them yeah. are, you know, they're, they're so magnificent in different ways. Right. And when when Lily was telling me that, oh, you have a business, I was thinking, how is she managing a business even through COVID? How is, like, yeah. how is all of this happening? Because it's a time where a lot of people just, like, even I just wanted to sleep and yeah. just, like, yeah. where's the next work? Where's work yeah. coming from? Like, what sleep? Yeah. yeah, well, I know you don't sleep. No. Do you? <laughs> You're just like the tape of the <laughs> eyes up. What would you say has been the most rewarding thing about having a business? Other than fulfillment, what does that fulfillment mean? Um, just being the best I can be at something. So if someone comes in and they've never, oh, that's actually a good side of it. They've never vaped before, um, but they smoke and they're on 40 a day. The, the direct fulfillment from that is 
as far as I'm concerned, you're helping save that person's life. Mm-hmm. Even if you do that once, that's my la- that's done, fulfilled. Is that happy. a massive? Um, is that a massive like driving force? Drive for- yeah, hundred percent. Driving force. That's a good full point. throttle. Driving <laughs> force. Yeah, but yeah, a hundred percent. That's half the reason why I did get into the vape industry because I believed in it. My dad's a nurse by trade. Okay. And he said this thing's going to save people's lives. You watch, and I know there's a lot of people who don't believe in it, but I do this day in day out. I've done it for seven years. Done it for hours and hours and hours a week it works 100 percent. people's lung capacity increases it stops people dying people if people do it for the right reason and they do it properly they go through the right people it works and that's fulfillment when you make a difference like that where was that so i know you said your brother um had the vape company where was that penny drop moment where you're like actually i want this as my business i want to take this as my passion. So he owns a few shops um, as well, and the first one he opened was in Eastbourne. And there's a guy called Sunday John. Um, and that's a cool name. <laughs> yeah. The reason why I call him Sunday John is I'll, I'll explain. It's the it's the it's the end of the story, I think. Anyway, um, so chap walks past, and basically he's got a certain type of cancer, um, and he had maybe like eight or nine months to live. And this was when vape was relatively new and the kits weren't advanced, there were little pens. And he thought, well, sod it, I've got nothing to lose, let's give this a go. And he did it. Um, And nine years on, he's still alive. He comes in every Sunday still, brings roast dinners, brings flowers, brings presents. Hence the Sunday John. Sunday John, yeah, there you go. What was that called? The Climax or something? I have no idea. the story? I, don't, I can't remember. But I was a journalist <laughs> at the time and I heard about this story with my dad who was semi-retired and working in a shop here and there for my brother and I thought, right, I need to open my own vape shop. Um, two and two together, like I needed out of the industry I was in. I wanted to be self-employed um, and I know this stuff's going to work. And the amount of rubbish that I faced because people didn't believe in vaping and the amount of rubbish I still face as well um, so that goes back to mindset then. How have you how have you used your knowledge and what do you do to help keep you with your blinkers on, so as to speak? What? I just baffled you. Yeah. Like, how do you keep yourself focused <laughs> without looking at the negativity and the dramas of the people around you? Because there'll be a lot of naysayers, a lot of people, especially in vaping, yeah. a lot of people that say, oh, you know, it's this, it's yeah. that, you shouldn't be promoting this, that and the other. How yeah. do you... Keep your head straight. Keep your self-belief. Because I see it day in, day out. I see it. You get... I'm, I'm in tears once a week at the shop because you get maybe an uncle or a mother or a son or something that comes up, thank you so much. No one's ever got my grandma off smoking or no one's ever helped my daughter quit smoking or something. And a lot of these vape shops are owned by big chains, which is fine. Um, but they don't have the personal touch, possibly. Whereas I will give a shit if you stop smoking or not. If you come into my shop and you want to quit smoking, I will give you the best advice. And I'll, if I see you out smoking, if I'm out on the town and you're smoking, I will kick you. <laughs> you know, you know? Um, I care. And I think that passion might resonate and they believe that. Always trust the Geordie. I'm always telling the truth. So I think they come to me for that and I see it work. And that's how I am. That's your driving force. So you see the inspiration around you continuously. Yeah. Does that affect affect you in other areas of your life? Because I know you're now diversifying, saying that you're going to set up another business, which you won't disclose. Yeah. Um, How is that? Because some people would have put all their energy, more energy into full throttle um, instead of diversifying. So how come you've decided to do multiple businesses? Because I have little faith in the high street anymore. Yeah. Um, so seen... you have Full Throttle as a high street shop as well? No, um, Full Throttle is, I sell it in my shop All right. um, and I sell it online. But to create a product, like an e-liquid, mm-hmm. which can be sold online, wholesaled, I mean, internationally, as opposed to a bricks and mortar shop, which I already have, the, the future is in products that I can sell online. Do you see? To, yeah, to yeah, start yeah. manufacturing them rather than being retail front of house. Um so to answer your question, I, I feel like the shop can continue to stay there until it until it doesn't make any money anymore. Yeah. I don't know how long it's going to be. But the high street's dying. You just have to walk through the high street and after shops are shut. Yeah, no, I, I was walking down and it's Not quite nice. sad, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but what is, so what's your shop that you, what do you actually have in your shop? Oh, hardware. It's, it's, a, it's a vape shop. Okay. So um, it's got the biggest selection of juice in 
Portsmouth on the South, I think now. Mm-hmm. So all sorts of juice, hardware, vape kits, merchandise, weird bubble kits, like everything, everything you can imagine. And it's a cool place to come and chill out and grab a coffee. Well, it was. Um, you, you can't just chill out there for hours and hours now. Depends how many people yeah, are in. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's quite a cool place. The music's always loud, and it's it's brings in good money to support the other ventures. What's it called? Uh, the Vapor Room the in vapor Portsmouth. Room. So people can visit that if they yes. in. I have to visit that. It sounds yes. nice. It's opposite like. Tackle Bell. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. Hence why I've put on ten stone in a year. <laughs> I need to move down there. It sounds like an amazing place to chill. It's cool. Yeah. It's just um, you very rarely hear of people with their own shop, with their own business, and their own. And now now you're diversifying. And how have you found... So connecting with people on social media and things like that, you're telling me your social media has grown. How have you... um, Do you see the importance of social media or what does it... Like, how has that affected you? Because I find with the stories that people message me, I love it. But I also get really overwhelmed because I want to be able to give my time to reply to them all really effectively. Um, But I have found that even showing who I am and talking to people has just brought me closer to people, even if I haven't met them. Yeah. So how has that affected you and your business? It's, I want to say it's actually probably pulled me through, um, right. through COVID, because that was really damaging for me, really hard. Um, but just having someone support you that you've never even met before, that even the comments, the messages, like they'll just say, "Look, you're doing really well. Keep going." Mm. Or like I've been sent 15 million boxes of donuts over the last year, and coffees, and breakfast, and stuff, just from random people on Instagram because I think they might see that I'm grafting, I'm trying. Yeah, that's really cool, and that's bikers for you. That's, that's Instagram so bikers. It's wicked, isn't it? That's I'm so fat lovely. now, but <laughs> it's really nice. Don't ever send me donuts, please. Here's my address. Yeah, send them to her instead. I'm sick of them now, but thank you. Me and my cat. My cat eats everything. Your cat eats yeah, donuts. Yeah, my cat. My cat loves Pringles. It's a really weird story. What a lad. It's for a different different day. You have to like fight him off. He is ridiculous. My poor cat. He's so round. I don't know what I've done to him. Well, it's the Pringles, mate. <laughs> he will literally fight me for them. He broke. He loves vitamin. His own vitamins. His cat vitamins. Okay. It's just a whole different story. Random, random fact about right. my cats. Yeah. But yeah, he'll eat the donuts. But um, I think building a community, building a business, and building awareness around that is so important. But I'd love to know a little bit more about you. Okay. So yeah, like <laughs> the way I made it sound was like quiz time, oh wasn't it? <laughs> Press the buzzer to answer. Okay. But um, no. So what's been your most adventurous thing you've ever done in the bike world um well i go camping quite a lot which is a bit random stuff in a tent <laughs> on a on a super bike what are you doing a tent on a super bike yeah how do you manage that Just like that with loads of bungees <laughs> yeah pretty much oh my god rhinos pass in the lake district and hard not pass do you know these roads at no. all so i think they're supposed to be up there with the most treacherous roads in england and you're up there on a super bike yeah but nailed it didn't <laughs> die still here um yeah don't don't do that but do if you've got balls of steel yeah but i've done it so that was quite cool Riding through Paris, oh my God, the Arc de Triomphe. Ride, ride that on your bike. She's like, we've been on a in a car and it's the scariest thing. Right, you just close your eyes and go. Yeah. Right, the microphone. Sorry, you just, you're just like, please don't die. You just like go with the traffic. And then I said when we were riding, we were going through rural France and we had to drop through Paris and then we were going somewhere. Else. I said, right, the one thing we want to avoid is the Arc de Triomphe. What inspired you to? To say, oh, I'm going to go on my ninja all the way to <laughs> Paris. <laughs> Although um, it does sound like something I would do. Yeah, why not? It, so, bless me. Bless my younger me. My friend was, we were in um, we were in a uh, pharmacy or something, buying something random. She was like, I want to find the location. She scrolled up my phone to go onto Google Maps. And it had the directions walking from here to Africa. Okay. <laughs> it was I mean, eight weeks. And oh. I was just like, so I can be crazy, but theoretically like i'm curiously crazy but when it comes to like getting on a bike and going to the arctic like the arctic triumph like yeah Yeah, it's all right i mean walking to africa would probably be harder you get wet (laughs) for a start (laughs) and mold yeah yeah god God knows what but what because there is a quite a few treks i want to do on the bike but 
even my partner's like, oh, we, you might need a adventure bike for that. You might need a Tora. <gasps> <you know>. <laughs> Sodic, <laughs> get on my pink bike and yeah, let's go. <laughs> yeah, I think half the reason is because people say you can't do it. Why? You can do it. I don't know. It's just, I suppose, comfort, number one. Yeah. Maintenance of the bike, number two. Yeah, that's bollock, yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's a fair point actually. Don't do it. Get an adventure bike. Just walk it. <laughs> yeah, walk it. You can <laughs> you rely on your legs. <laughs> um. So the comfort thing. My bike is. I mean, yeah, it is comfortable. I can go hours and hours and hours until I feel like everything's falling apart. I mean, I'm, I've got physio right now for my arm. <laughs> I feel like you just yeah. wing it. You're literally yeah. just like, yeah, it's all right. I'm off here. Yeah. Oh, yeah, lost lost a wheel in transit. Yeah. But, you know, it's all right. Got one left. Yeah, one will do. You just wheelie it all, all the way back. I'll be the first time I've wheelied. <laughs> um, yeah, but I don't, I don't, I don't see why not. Um, as long as I can get a tent on the back, which I can. Um, I still don't understand that on a superbike, how you get a tent on a superbike. I have had a custom shelf built for my pillion seat so it's a it's a seat carol thing and it's got metal screws and it's a shelf it's just like a proper metal shelf and that's what i stick my um uh what's it called tail pack on and then i just so this is where the entrepreneurialism and the bit the biking marry up you just uh, literally make your way yeah <laughs> here to there you're like i'm gonna do it there's no plan b that's my end goal yeah. i'm going that way get a few funny looks but yeah or you just, you but you you don't have the luxuries that you would have if you had a car or a bike with luggage capacity, yeah. with yeah with an actual a proper bike for off roading I suppose. I mean I haven't off roaded really with it, um, much. Uh, I did much. ride. Back from, <laughs> this is when yeah. you just look over the hill. Yeah. Chris was just like coming through the gravel. <laughs> um, yeah, I did ride back from Newcastle once, um, and it was storm something. That was fun. Yeah, that's like a seven-hour ride as it is. <laughs> and we hit London area, and it was so bad. I mean, I was wearing full waterproofs, but you had, you tip my boot upside down, and just like swimming in rain and shit, really. I can't say you've sold it to me. Yeah, maybe. I like the idea of, <laughs> of adventuring and doing that stuff, but... I don't think I could camp. I was saying this to um, one of the girls on the podcast, Daisy. I don't know if I'm cut out for camping. Why? I think I'm, I'm a bit of a diva. I've done it. I like. I can't deal with the, the bathroom situation. She-wee. Yeah. <laughs> Girl's best friend, especially the one piece. My she-wee comes with me everywhere. It really stresses me out. What, she-wee? So when, yeah, when I was, when I was little, um, my, my parents took me, I think I was four, they took me to... Um, India Pakistan area I can't remember and I um, I didn't use the bathroom for a week because it was a hole in the ground so they had to take so, they had to book a hotel oh my god so that and I was four and um, I've always been like that so the, the guys keep telling me they're like oh you know we should go camping I'm like yeah but where am I gonna pee how am I gonna I, hmm. I don't know if I could I think I I, I probably could brave it like <laughs> It really stresses me out for some reason. Why don't you start practicing? Instead of using the toilet, just look just at the garden. The She's outside again. Could you see your hair? In the yeah, just what's she push, doing? The bush moving. <laughs> Genuinely, just give it a go. Okay, so. <laughs> just... Well, really, if you're out in the middle of nowhere for seven days and there isn't no glamorous bog, you're going to pee in the bush, aren't you? You have no oh, choice. Oh, my God. I was in uh, Bali and. Okay. Um, they they have this really weird system where um you can't flush toilet paper okay. um in the toilets because they have no sewage system. And this conversation is so strange. Yeah. But um <laughs> I I really needed the bathroom and I was like, Okay, I really need to go. So I went and asked this lady if I could use their their restroom. So I went in see look, I'm all posh, I have a restroom and all what this. Is that? Yeah. I'm from Yorkshire really. My mum's complete opposite. She camps and does all this. Does she? she has a shiwi and yes. I've seen it and I'm like just, just no, I'm not dealing with it. Oh, no. But um, yeah, it's just I I was there and I walked into this bathroom and I was like, 
I walked straight back out. I was like, I can't, because they put all the tissue in this bin, and I just, I couldn't, I couldn't, oh, I couldn't well, deal with it. <laughs> so like, yeah, not camping in for you, is it? I don't. I, w- <laughs> I really want to explore things. And my 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 business partner, best friend Shaz, he's just like, I'm gonna get a camper van. And I'm like, with with a toilet in it though. And he's like, No, no, no. Oh. And I'm like, But then where where will I stay? Oh, I want to come on the adventure, <laughs> but I can't. Oh, I'm such a diva. Peeing is quite inconvenient though. I hate it as as a as a lady for sure. Yeah, yeah. Like we, as a biker. Oh. Actually, you know what's really funny? Um, we have a client of ours that works on an airstrip, and he he's always um my business partner's like, you always get really drained when you're working out there. I'm like, yeah, because there's no toilets on the airstrip. The boys can go behind the bush, oh. but it's a mound. But I can't drink anything for that day because oh. I can't go anywhere, and I want to remain like dignified. So <laughs> who needs dignity? I'm just a diva in my like I know I, I'm the one with the problem 100%. But it's just that's why what puts me off the idea of like camping because I right. wanted to do Route 500. I've been talking to everyone about it. The North Course 500. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm doing that in July. But you're going to do the camping way, aren't you? Yeah. Right, yeah. So I'm there looking at, I'm looking I'm looking where are the best hotel Airbnb to stay. Well, to be fair, give that's not a bad shout. Is it? As you're, you're half doing it. Mm. So then maybe the next step is one day you camp and then the rest is in the Airbnb. Would you believe it? I bloody signed up to do Machu Picchu uh, last year I was supposed to go. Where are you going to pee? Yeah, but I was just like, I'm just going to brave it. I'm going to do it. Then the trip got cancelled because of COVID. I bet you were chuffed, weren't you? I was like, who? Because I've cycled Costa Rica, but wow, I cool. would, it was like a nine hour day ride, but I would wait till we got to the next hotel. And because I was sweating loads, I was like, it was, I was, but like, I just, my body just didn't need to go anywhere. Quite dangerous. It's a it? really weird conversation, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Should we? Shall we just? Should we? Should we, should we go off the, the the toilet conversation? No. So that that's what I get afraid of. Like, a going alone. I don't know how you girls have done the going at it alone on the on the roof. Oh, right. <laughs> how did that happen? Yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> you don't know how girls go at it alone. Oh shh. Ooh. Imagine the followers you'll get from that. Okay, I don't know how the women, how the women, how you guys have travelled and done all of those treks alone. Right. Because I get quite daunted by that idea of the travel alone. Well, like, you know, who do I turn to? Who do I ask for help? Because Lily's done, she just meets people wherever. Yeah, she's nuts. I I, I got lost for 20 minutes in Costa Rica and I was petrified. Mm. And... I think I'm just a bit of a diva in all, all in all honesty, to be fair. But do you it, mind that though? Do you mind being a diva? Does it hold you back? Yeah, massively. Good. I can't be in a bush. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, I think of it as, I, you know, to live more freely and wanting to do more treks and more hikes and things yeah. like that with my bike and because bike's quite freeing in its own right, yeah. and being able to travel and do those things. I don't know how your experience with it. Have you done all of those alone? Have you gone with people? Like, how have you done, like, Paris and... Bit of both, really. Um, friends, other halves. Not a halves, plural. I've <laughs> taken ten boyfriends with me to Paris. Um, all on the back of your luggage. Yeah. You're tied on with a bungee cord, yeah? <laughs> yeah, just hanging on. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. Or, or Instagram. Just meet people on Instagram. And I'm with you, actually. Maybe I was a bit diverish before biking. But now, the practicality of being diverish is completely outweighed by the joy you get from just... Eh, whatever i've noticed that i've only been doing it a short period of time but right. even like because yeah. of the gear and stuff at yeah. first it was a, a madness yeah now it's just like i'll oh, toss my hair up in a bun like yes sod it, i'm off right yeah and there's a good trick get your eyebrows tattooed get your eyeliner tattooed get your lips tattooed whatever but when a girl oh this is so girly isn't it when when a girl when a lady <laughs> to make it sound better when a bird <laughs> when when i take off my helmet my eyebrows are left in it you know, so that, do you know what I mean? Hence why I got them tattooed. So that helps. That really helps. Blokes don't have this issue. And I'm sure girls with eyebrows don't have this issue. But girls that are watching that wear makeup and have helmets, it's, it's a pain in the arse. It's, a bit it's nice to see that a lot of women wear makeup, do skincare and do what suits yeah. them even though they ride. Yeah. Because I got a lot of hate for it initially. Because uh, I do fashion and I yeah. do bikes. Like, I love my fashion. I've got an audience for fashion and, mm-hmm. and beauty. And then people be like, the men would comment and be like, 
doesn't your makeup rub off in your helmet? I'm like, oh. What's it to you? Did you buy it for me? Yeah. No, you didn't. Like, um, but hairspray. <laughs> Easy done. Yeah. Elements. Yeah. <laughs> like, all over the. Yeah. No, what is it? No, LV. Sorry, Elemis is a Elemis good is good skincare. Skin, yeah. yeah. <laughs> skin. <Topless>. Skin. <laughs> no, because um, like. Do you get any like hate, or have you got like? Have, has that ever crossed your line of work? I don't think so. Probably, I don't. I don't really give a shit. I, I like makeup. I like biking. Mm-hmm. Together, done. It's yeah. nice that I, I I say to people now, it's just a vehicle. Like it's it's a fun thing. It's not just a vehicle. Oh, sorry, she's going to kick me out. No, but it, for me, it is. It's a vehicle. It's a form of transport, and right. um. I enjoy it. Just like people get their flashy cars. Yeah. That they, you know, with a Lamborghini. Have you ever sat in a cockpit of a Lamborghini? Oh, yeah, all the time. And it's <laughs> my weekend ride. <laughs> but it's like a an aeroplane. Like, there's just so many sw- switches and dials oh, really? and stuff like that. And you think, okay, there's a certain way you got to drive a supercar. There's a certain way you got to drive a superbike. You know, it's a vehicle. Let me ride it how I want to ride it. Yeah. And me being a diva has definitely, it's kind of, made me it was made me a little bit more quiet when I was getting the hate initially but then seeing there's so many women with their because I even at one point thought my nails were too long for riding oh yeah and then you're there like with your with your <laughs> claws <laughs> yeah <laughs> claws there and it's nice to see people just having so many so much depth to them because you've got you've got your adventurous self that just bungee cords everything your, yeah. whole, your whole back <laughs> kitchen sink to your to your bike and then you've got the business side of you that's been able to go with the bare minimum and build your way up. And then you've got the diva side of you, which yeah. has the tattooed brows and yeah. liner. I don't know how you managed to tattoo your liner on. Oh, don't. Oh, the stress. It Even hurts. The, the thought of that stresses me out. Yeah, no, that's it's bad. It's bad pain. And I've still got two sessions to go. Oh, God. I've only ever done um, false lashes um, semi-permanent. and Just glued on? No, the, the semi-permanent ones where they insert them. Huh? Not okay. insert. It sounds horrible. Yeah, where, do you know where the falsies, which are like individual la- lashes, yeah. those yeah. ones that stay on for like weeks. Okay, cool. I've only ever done that, but then when they came out, it looked like I had no lashes, oh. and I cried. I was like, "Why are my eyes bald?" <laughs> and I remember being in Milan, and I was just bawling my eyes out. And then it wasn't helping because they were then falling <laughs> off with more lashes. So I was just like, "I'm never oh. doing this again." Oh no! And I've only ever once had acrylics done, right. and um, they did it wrong where my fingers were so sensitive I couldn't touch them so I never did it again but then I have heard a lot of people tattoo their makeup on but that for me I'm like step too far isn't it but then but <laughs> but then what if you want to change your look what if you don't want to have screwed. eyeliner uh absolutely screwed <laughs> that's I did wake up and think why have I just done this then that's a bit what when I'm 90 but I wake up and look fabulous yeah, for a couple of years and then here but it's just, so because I'm half Chinese the whole of my right side is tattooed from my toes all the way up the back the front the rest of it oh, wow. um so I thought I could handle pain like six hours on my spine huh but Six minutes on my on your eye on your eyes. Yeah, though. No, it was bad. Stupid thing to do, really. I've got the next session in two weeks. Can't right, wait. Something to look forward to. I'm gonna get pissed. What is the? Okay, I, I don't know where this conversation has gone. Like so many twists and turns, I, I can't believe it. Started off in Sorry. all about bikes. Fine, I'm having a good <laughs> chat. That's all that was about. Um, no, it's okay. So you said that you did a lot in the Peak District. Lake District. Lake District on your lake. See Max and Lake District. District. And um, so what else have you done? You've done Paris and what other adventures have you done? I don't really know if I feel like I should have done more now. So we had the Nürburgring booked in the same year COVID started. Have you done track and stuff? Yeah, I've done a few. Oh, yeah, that's that was a big one. Um, Andalusia was my first ever track event. <laughs> don't do your first track abroad. My God. What is with you and like throwing yourself in the deep end? I don't know, mate. I've You're got no idea. Done it, mate. Done it. <laughs> You're like it. You're like the person that goes out on a night out and then you like completed yeah. it, mate. Yeah, completed I'll end it. up in jail or dead or something. Yeah, I'm not dead. Just I'll always climb a tree if I'm out on the piss. If there's a tree, <laughs> what? I'm up it. Why? Don't know. I like trees. <laughs> when I'm drunk, trees are my friend. Yeah, I'm up there with my pot noodle. <laughs> anyway, Wait, you just having your handbag. Yeah, just, I always bring noodles. Then get on your bike and go. <laughs> yeah, I'm so yellow. Uh, right, what was the question? So Andalusia. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You said you'd done that. You just completely thrown yourself in the deep end. Yeah, that was nuts. And I remember contacting using him Kate for yeah. some advice. Like, um, I'm on my first track day. 
and I'm in a different country and I feel like they're going really fast and I thought I was fast but like people are turning up with three bikes each like these guys were nuts and it was quite aggressive I, I felt um and I was the only female it long Ooh. story short I was supposed to book on Almeria the mm-hmm. the track next door which had novice inters and expert it had the thingies whereas the one I was on didn't she just went in free for all mate yeah loved it hated it put me off completely all is that the only one you've done i did brands hatch like the week before okay um but didn't get out because it was hooning so i went to brands didn't get out so the idea was i was supposed to have a bit of practice in the uk work everything else weather didn't get any practice ended up in andalusia like my god this is um huh got it takes a different type of rider to i don't know put their bikes in a van and nip up to silverstone or whatever or to actually ship their bikes out to a different country yeah. hire a car get a hotel all the rest of it for someone that's been riding four years you seem to have like literally Oof, yeah, <laughs> yeah. D- done it mate is literally like, mm. the name of this 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 uh, podcast we've done it mate completed <laughs> mate that's it it's... no i haven't I, I need to do more uh, what kind of things would you want to do in the bike world do you know what? it's weird i've got a sports bike but I like travelling. I like. I, I'm not. Nec- I'm not a big trackhead. I'm not up mm. for that much. I'm more up for travelling and strapping unnecessary stuff on the back of a bike. Yeah, seeing the world. We again this year we're supposed to do Pyrenees. Um, you should have been Indian. Strapping, I? strapping, and uh, strapping everything to oh, the back yeah. of the bike. <laughs> we're just clinging on. Yeah. <laughs> There's ten people on the bike. That's fine. That's so true. In Vietnam, they've got like their whole family and chickens on a bike. <laughs> Like a whole coop of chickens and ten kids. What? Yeah. Hey, no bungee cords either. Yeah. Nailed <laughs> Just it. Balance. Yeah. Completed it, mate. Yeah, I mean they're living. Like that's hardcore. There's a baby, like she's holding a bit and it what are you doing? Now? I went to India twenty sixteen and I kid you not, I had the most anxiety. Because we're brought up with the whole health and safety here. Like Yeah, they don't give you a know, shit. Yeah, they're just like, you know what, get on, get on, get on. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my god, because even on the trains, you just see people just, you just grab hold on. and you're like Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> that's cool though. Did you, when you came back, were you like a bit more chilled about how safe we are in England? I think I got worse. Oh god! <laughs> yeah, I think I've become like th- that. Is it safe? Is it fine? Right. But I think that's breaking it more and more. I'm in the riding world. Cool. Because yeah. I meet people like you. That's just like, oh, you know what? Yeah, it's fine. Bring, yeah. bring your whole house. We'll go out. <laughs> well, that's it. I think to be a biker, there's charisma up the tree. <laughs> yeah, with a pot noodle. Um, <laughs> Why are you throwing? I don't know. Peas don't like them. Okay, so you want to do more adventuring on the bike? Not you're not inclined to go more the professional route of like track and. Yeah. Uh, I might. I've just completed it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know. At the moment, while I still can, mm-hmm. and I'm still young enough to do 10 hours on a, on a bike and travel and stuff, I want to see more of the world on the bike. Like, I want to take it. I want to tour America. Is it a simple process getting your bike out there, or would you just get a bike out there? What, for track? Oh, no, for for track or travel, I guess. Yeah, it's fairly simple. Just strap everything on it, jump on a ferry. Um, but potentially, with what well, I want to do, America, I'm possibly going to rent bikes out there. Yeah, I have to get rid of some points to do that first, though. I don't know the rules yet. I can't rent a bike now. Not don't let me anywhere near anyone else's bike. I've got nine points and three on the way. <laughs> if anyone wanted transparency, I think you definitely yeah. provide it. You're like, yeah, completed it, mate. Yeah, points completed. Points, points completed. <laughs> Collected of <God>. all. <laughs> points mean prizes. <laughs> Winning. Okay, so you wanna, so you wanna travel more? Because I've not experienced track. <clears throat> I will look to do that hopefully next year. Terrified because apparently you're like shaking the day before. You're nervous. You probably not, because you probably didn't realise until you got yeah. there. You're like, complete it. <laughs> like, what's happening tomorrow? I'll probably be pissed. Um, um, so travelling, you want to do all like America and things like that. Have yeah. you, you've done a lot of the UK, haven't you? Yeah, I've run out of places. That's 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 really disheartening for me, because I'm like, I want to do all of this. But I'm like, you're like complete it, mate. Yeah. Gonna go, gonna go do yeah, it but all. I'm old. You've got you're another not, 10 years you're till you're my age. Old. You're not even old. It's like, I do feel like a lot of people, you you gain confidence quickly on a bike, don't you? A lot of people. It depends if you shit or not, doesn't well, it? Well, <laughs> on me, I've just wheelied my way off. <laughs> oh, God. Just so you know, we've all done that. 
Like <laughs> so you have, it's a rite of passage. Wait till you drop your bike in front of everyone. That's another rite oh of passage. God. Just get up and go woo woo. I feel I jinxed myself because I was out with Lily and Ruby the night before and I was like, no, never drop, dropped it, never oh, come off it. And oh, literally no. the first thing that happened the next morning was that and I was just like, oh, Did you God. get it on camera? No, but my partner goes, I wish I had my GoPro. And I was like, you, we're never speaking of this again. And um, I literally got back on the bike, carried on. And I was like, could feel like my legs bleeding. And I was just like really creaky for the like next two oh, weeks. No. But it happens. I think, you know what? It was a good thing in a weird way because the thing I was most scared of was coming off. Right. So when I came off, I was like, oh, I survived. Completed it. <laughs> I'm okay. Yeah, right. Completed it. Were you Done. wearing all the right gear? Uh, no, I wasn't. <gasps> I was wearing, so I was wearing biker gear, but I wasn't like fully, fully protected. Like I, because I, I was only meant to be out for like a summer ride. Um, not far. Yeah, I know. So this is where I literally, after that, I was, no holds in any of my clothing or anything like that. No scuffs. Thankfully, I just... Sweet ripped my jean a little bit bike um, jeans bike jeans oh, so you were um, wearing bike yeah jeans, so but they weren't like i wasn't wearing my my full-on leathers or anything yeah, like that but, yeah. so i don't know it was a interesting experience and it did shake me a little bit but when i when i got back on and carried on i think it's when you overthink a situation yeah and i think that's what gets you really far is that you don't seem to overthink situations no. You seem <laughs> to think about it. Full throttle, isn't it? That's hey, hey. Mantra there. Go full <laughs> throttle at life. That's it. Business coaching yes. done. Okay. Completed, completed it. it. <laughs> oh no. You've gonna mess me up for the next week now. That's all I would be like, completed, completed it, it mate. mate. It's like some sort of in betweeners conversation. Yes. Yeah. I love in betweeners. They're my idols. There you go. Yeah, completed it. Boys. Done. <laughs> yeah. So in the business world, what are your aspirations then for that? Because I know you're combining the two um, in a very, uh, in a not planned way. So your full throttle and your bike world have, did yeah. the name come from the biking or was that named that anyway? No, I named it full throttle. It's a pink ninja on the front. It's me. Yeah, but yeah. because of that, was it named something else beforehand? Because you said it, the audience grew because you were in, you were sharing your story within the past year. Did you name it full throttle yeah. before intended for being in the bike world yeah okay yeah. good yeah so then what would you say if you've got any plans to grow the business and reach goals what would they be in business so i knew that people would buy full throttle e-liquid yeah to support me i knew that but it's whether they would come back to reorder so i didn't know how successful it would be mm-hmm. and it is now the shop and the website's biggest, fastest selling juice brand I've ever had in seven years. Um, so it's been successful. So now I'm thinking, nailed that. Let's do it again. Maybe a different brand. Um, maybe a different product. Um, as as to stretch out basically as much as I can online, I think, in the vape industry and then something else that isn't the vape industry. Um, potentially manufacture the e-liquid myself. Um, currently, it's manufactured through a, a big UK brand. They Obviously, they have the laboratory and the TPD compliance and all that. Um, but I, I'm the creator of it, I suppose, so I do the flavours and all the brand and all the rest of it. Um, potentially look to manufacture it myself in a couple of years' time. I don't know how that works yet. It's good that you've yeah. actually, like, as much as you think that you wing it, oh, well, I seem to think you wing it, you seem to have a plan, yeah, which yeah. is is really good. I think your self-trust seems really good, that you just trust the process and you trust yourself. Yeah. Um, that no matter how it goes, you're going to pull yourself back out of that. Yeah. Um. So what would you say top advice for people in riding mm-hmm. and top piece of advice for people who have a business and want to mix it with their passion? First, what's your USP? Mm-hmm. Like, why the hell are people going to come to you? Do you know what? I'm not, I, don't, I shouldn't say this, but a lot of people are launching their own um, merchandise and brands and hoodies and stuff like that. Why are people buying yours? Right. Why, why would they buy yours? Especially if you're investing a lot of money in this, if you're paying a designer, if you're buying the goods first, what have you got above anyone else? And what was the question? And the second one, how would you merge your two passions? So if you're like, say you've got a passion like biking. Yeah and you want to set up a business, especially through times like this, what would you say would be your best advice? Do you know, my instant reaction to that is don't. Don't don't think you can make money out of your passion. That is really lucky if you can. Mm-hmm. Um, vaping was never my passion, but 
saving people's lives potentially that became like the reason to do it and I became lucky because I was able to make money and make a career out of saving people's lives I suppose but don't I think people can possibly be naive to think that they can this is going to sound really disheartening um yeah don't do it shit what a terrible (laughs) idea um let's just be realistic you know use your business head first especially if you're investing a lot of money in this yeah um but if you think you can do it don't give up it'll take you years before you start making any money um and it depends what financial situation you're in i suppose like when i opened my first shop I didn't have a mortgage, didn't have kids, didn't have any. I just sod it. Why not? If the worst mm-hmm. case scenario, I'm going 40 grand's worth of debt. I'll, I'll work my way out of that. That's fine. But if you have a mortgage and kids to look after, you have to see what you can uh, risk, see what you can't. Yeah. So weigh it up smartly. Yeah. Don't yeah. just throw just don't throw everything at it without no knowing your own capabilities. Yeah. yeah. Because also having a passion, if you're starting to make money out of your passion, doesn't that ruin your passion? It becomes your job. It becomes... Yeah. Tell me about it. R- right? No, then... there's there's some... Like, um, I always equate it to, I loved Dorothy Perkins when I was younger. Okay. Then I worked at Dorothy Perkins, never went back. <laughs> so Interesting, yeah. eh? There you go, yeah. yeah. I, I, I realised that because... Um, because I've got a lot of chefs and, and restaurant owners in the family. Obviously, I'm Chinese. Um, <laughs> but they're here cooking now. Yeah. And that was that. And that's one of my passions is cooking. And I thought I'll open a restaurant one day. I thought, nah, because then I hate cooking, won't I? I feel like you have to surround your passion with reasons of why. Because for me, biking's a passion, beauty's a passion. Right. But they were, and fashion. One was because um, a lot of the girls in our in my culture were very restricted on... Wow. They were judged on how they looked due to what they wear. Wow. I don't believe that you should be. Uh, the second was I was told I wasn't allowed to wear makeup until I was a lot older. And I don't... And I don't think you should rely on it, but I do believe that it's a choice and it shouldn't be that serious. Like okay. it shouldn't yeah. be. And the the third was biking's a passion because I like freedom, but yeah. it also um, it encourages people to think about women differently and yeah. with more power. So they were different stories behind my vision yeah. that keeps them going. Because That's if cool. I just oh I like riding. Yeah, it's cool, but what drives me to yeah. want to meet the people I meet? What drives me to do this and yeah. you know pay for the studios and all of this? Yeah. So, yeah, I think not just going blindly into something because oh it's fun, yeah. but because there's a story behind it. I feel every entrepreneur yeah, yeah. that has, even if it does seem that they're doing it for fun, yeah. wants to make a better life for their family or wants to make a better life right. for yeah. the, the the community or something. There is something behind that. Yeah. So I think you know if you. I think if people want to do that, it'd be distinguishing the why of what yeah. broader image that has. Because you say you want to save lives, you've got a nurse in the family. Yeah, you know, there's a, a, a broader image there. Yeah, which I think is super important. Yeah, and for me, a big thing is I never want to feel stagnant. So if I haven't che- if I haven't achieved something life changing mm-hmm. or something that I'll remember for the rest of my life in one year, I'll feel like I haven't progressed somehow. Yeah. That can be anything. It can be like opening a new shop, starting a new business, learning to ride a bike, buying a fancy car. Or it can be anything. But every year I have to have achieved something different. Otherwise I'll look back and think I ain't achieved anything. But that's your stretch. So some people can't deal with that amount of uncertainty yeah. and some people can. And yeah. the people that, that can, like yourself, are going to go at it. But yeah. everyone needs to realise their bar is different, I guess, yeah. for themselves. yeah. I feel like I could have chatted to you for ages of just like, <laughs> I don't know, the random conversations I've had. You've just yeah. completely ripped my <laughs> my um, door off its hinges of the whole, like, oh, you know, she's a diva, but I'm there like talking about peeing behind a bush. And yeah, crap, pot noodles so. in a tree. Yeah. You know what? I don't even know what I'm going to name this podcast now. <laughs> peeing in a bush. <laughs> completed it, mate. It completed it, mate. Thousands of views. That's it. It's done. There I think got... I will. I'll probably name it. Completed it, mate. Full throttle. I think you've been super inspirational. Thank you. Full throttle completed it, mate. There you go. Done. Um, I've actually had so much fun. Yeah, me too. Um, it was a shame the first bit wasn't recorded and we did try to re-grasp that. Yeah. But, you know, I'm still learning on this process myself. Um, thank you for coming all the way up, down, sideways from Portsmouth. Yeah. Up, down, I did, didn't ride like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got to the back. Um, but I've had such a good time with you and really appreciate you coming down. And if any of you have any questions to ask Charisma, um, 
DM you, message you. Yeah, buy my juice and then I'll answer your questions. Buy your juice, yeah. <laughs> What's your Instagram handle for everyone to find you? What is it? Um, charisma underscore ZX10R. I'll make sure I put that in as well. And your website or any other business details? Thank you. Uh, vvapeshoponline.co.uk. That's where you can find everything. Mm-hmm. Or just specifically fullthrottleeliquid.co.uk. I'll make sure I put all of that in as well so people nice. can you. access you. But I think you're a really fun story to follow and I really enjoyed connecting with you. So thank you, Lily, as well for... Thank you, Riri. Um, Riri. Riri. <laughs> Hopefully no more trips to the A&E. Yeah, oh my gosh. It's a different yeah. story. <laughs> um, and thank you you all for tuning in i know i've been getting an amazing response from all of you and i've really appreciated all the feedback and um love building this community so until the next time